You're listening to Your Home Fitness Podcast, brought to you by PowerBlock. On today's episode, we are going to talk with an amazing athlete about how to rock on your off-season. What are ways to train to make you a better athlete all year long? Sounds good to me. <laughs> hey, bud. Hey, how's it going, Kitty? <coughs> How was your weekend? It was busy but rewarding. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I hear you built a waterfall. I did build a, build a waterfall yes, in my backyard. Did. Yeah. Uh, so it sounds like you were utilizing your skills to be in a happy place. I was. Yes. That's exactly what I was doing. Yes. I actually started a new skill. Really? May T- I tell you what it is? Yes, please do. Okay. So my new skill is called poi. Poi. P-O-I. Do you know what poi is? Tell me about poi, Kitty. I know you know what poi is. I know your what girlfriend poi does poi, is, yes. But I will tell you what poi is. Poi is a very um, circusy movement. Mm-hmm. It is uh, those like LED, when you see like rave festivals. So I started doing poi. I spun poi for the very first time in my entire life. Nice. And I feel like that training is now making me a better performer because it's working on my balance, it's working on yeah. my, my rhythm, it's working yeah. on my patterning, it's working on a whole bunch of things yeah. that I wasn't working with with not just lifting, right? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah. But when you do things that kind of uh, stretch your mental capacity, let's say, mm-hmm. right? Non-traditional training. Yeah. That's what I started this past weekend. Really? And that's actually what our show is about today. Really? Yeah off-season training. I like it. And how to become an elite athlete or a, a better, more conscious athlete of your entire package. Yeah. Right? To like work that. the entire year to uh, up your game and up your performance. That sounds very interesting. Do you know who we're talking to today? I have to check it out. I think I do. Do you? I think why I you, do. Why don't you drop his name? Name drop. Former NFL player and current trainer to hockey stars all over, Jeff Lavecchio. They call him Vex. Should we get him on? I think we should get him Let's on. Let's get him on. Take it. Good. You're listening to Your Home Fitness Podcast, brought to you by PowerBlock. After the show, you should check out PowerBlock.com, and you'll find a wide array of adjustable dumbbells and accessories, along with an insightful blog, trendy apparel, high-quality workout and exercise videos. PowerBlock has everything you need to get you ready for a summer full of fun. And now, back to the show. We've got him in the studio, ladies and gentlemen. I would love for you to put your hands together, throw some jazz hands up for <laughs> Jeff Lavecchio. Oh uh, yeah, Jeff happy is here to be with here. us. How you doing, brother? I'm great. I've uh, been in the gym for the last uh, five, six hours with my guys from uh, Division One, Division Three, the NHL, AHL, and juniors this morning. And then I got the young guys tonight, and I'm starting with a high school organization also tonight. So working with uh, around 120 players probably today alone, and then all my online clients. So it's a busy day here, but I'm happy to be here. Yeah, man. So uh, I just go right, in, right into what is it that you do? Obviously, let's just dive into you. <laughs> my whole, uh, my whole goal with my my training business is mainly hockey players that's the 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 main niche for me in this in the off season uh i was a professional hockey player for 10 years uh played d1 at western michigan university where i studied exercise science and the only reason i was able to play division one college hockey and the only reason i i was named captain as a sophomore the only reason i signed an nhl deal the only reason i played 10 years pro is because i was obsessed with getting better and mainly for me it was using the gym to find any way i could to help that transfer to me being better on the ice and um you know it it literally changed everything in my life mainly number one was from a confidence standpoint Mm -hmm. um 
I, as I'm, if you guys played sports, literally confidence is the number one thing that will predict, you know, if you're going to have a good game or not, if you're not confident, you're not going to play well. And for me, confidence comes from preparation. Mm -hmm. Preparation comes from in the gym, what you're eating, how you're sleeping. It's all encompassing. I look at it like a big circle. Uh, but now I've been retired. This is going to be my fifth summer, I believe being retired from playing. Um, and I train hockey players all over the world online. And then, uh, all of the best hockey players in St. Louis from pros to like, I think 15 year olds are my youngest guys now. Now you are predominantly in hockey, which is amazing. But as I look at your Instagram, by the way, do you want to drop your Instagram handle for everybody? Cause it is oh, rad content. Rad I'd love content. to. I got that blue check mark. What's up? <laughs> it's, a, it's a big joke <laughs> in my gym, but yeah, I, uh, uh, my Instagram is just my name at Jeff Lavecchio, the word love C C H I O. But you know, that's like kind of the second prong of my long-term business plans is helping everyone else train smarter because my whole life, I trained in athlete gyms, like just hockey players, you know, with my teams, whether it was playing pro or um, in college, you know, you're just training out with the college guys um, or in gyms that were only for athletes. And when I retired and I started working out in public gyms, I saw how like, I don't know, misinformed um, <sighs> lack of attention to detail, yeah. Yeah. lack of knowledge. You know, yeah. I don't think it's people aren't aren't. It's not that they're not trying. They just don't have the knowledge base how to move efficiently, effectively, safely being the number one thing, I would say. Um, and I'm not one of those fear mongers that are like, don't do not do this, don't do that. But like, we only get one body and there's safer ways to perform exercises and there's smarter ways to exercise in the gym, depending on what your why is, what your goals are. And that's what I'm constantly talking about on my Instagram and to you know the general population as well with my podcast. That's pretty big. We have over a million downloads um, and, and helping with that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Working hard on that too. Mm -hmm. um, so just trying to help people like, move better and i think as i as i get older um and as my hockey business continues to grow and grow year after year it's going to be my goal that i'll train all the nhl pro guys and the college guys my coaches will train all the guys up until that point and when they reach that upper level they can then transfer over into me and then i'll spend more of my time focusing on trying to help everyone in the world just like move better and feel better because like i said the gym changed my life and i want to give that gift to everyone else you know, I, I actually heard a really cool guy say one time that intent drives results. Do you know who that guy is? Yeah, yeah. that's something I say all exactly. the time. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. And your intent is driving a very specific result, especially, you know, if you if you do check out his Instagram, at Jeff Lavecchio, if you do check out your Instagram, you can see you working with these kids, you know, these higher elite athletes uh, right. that are obviously of the 2% the echelon that are trying to get even better. Now, yeah. one thing that we wanted to talk about and kind of the overall arcing question of this episode is how do I keep rocking on in the off season? Uh, yeah. Because as, as I watched your Instagram, obviously we noted to do agility, we needed to do speed and power and endurance, but you're working on different non-traditional things. Do you want to go into that a little bit? What are the non-traditional things that you find really important that elite athletes should be working on their off season to be better when they are in their season? It's such a good question. And you know, like when I was playing, I, we were used when I was young, um, the gym, we got stronger everywhere I went, but 
even though I was the strongest guy everywhere I went or one of the strongest guys, even when I was younger, I didn't feel like it was totally translating. I was doing traditional lifts where you could perform pretty much everything in a phone booth, meaning you could do that lift in a phone booth, hang cleans, you know, bench press, deadlift, all these things that, you know, you get better at them, but are they making you better athlete? Mm. Uh, I think there's a time and place for all exercises and that's where a good coach knows when to plug in what. Um, but I think there's also a better way. Uh, we left a lot of weights in my gym. We just do them differently. So basically what I tell everybody is you, and I got this from Mike Boyle. Um, I think he's the goat for training athletes in the world. He's my favorite, um, strength coach. When I read his book, um, adapt, uh, what was it? Advances in functional strength training for athletes. When I, what was finishing my junior year of college and signing with the Bruins, I read his book and I was like, it just clicked. I was like, yes, like this is what I need to be doing because like, why, why am I so strong in the squat rack? And then I get on the ice and I fall over when I hit a guy or mm. I'm not fully balanced and you know, everything made sense to me. So basically what he says is, and now I say it is fill up the empty buckets. So you got to look at your season and think about what buckets are being filled up in season. So let's use hockey, for example. You're getting your cardio, practicing games, ton of cardio. You're getting your agility. You're doing that on the ice in practice. You're getting your skill work. You're getting your, your speed work. So what are you not getting in season? All right, you're not getting strength on the ice when you're practicing every day. You're not getting mobility and you're not getting prehab. Rehab is what you do when you're injured to get back. Prehab is what you do to hopefully help, help hopefully bulletproof your joints at least to a degree to where you can either mitigate mitigate the severity of an injury or maybe even miss out on being injured if you're in find your body in a tight spot and you wind up getting hit or twisted or whatever because you've helped to kind of bulletproof those joints so those are the things that i focus on in season right there in season the empty buckets are mobility strength and prehab and that's what i do with all of the online players organizations and teams that work with me all across the world now outside of season it's the opposite a lot of guys don't skate very much hockey is not a normal biomechanical motion walking and running is like this skating is like this it's not great mm. for the hips so you have to take care of yourself so you have to get off the ice a bit in the beginning of the summer so if we're off the ice now we've lost our power our speed our agility all that stuff so now you've got to add that in along with mobility prehab and strength so i look at the entire picture that's going to make a better hockey player better i don't want to just be like well you just need to get faster well yeah everyone needs to get faster of course in hockey you're working on multiple skills at multiple times so i do that in the gym as well we're working on all different things every single day obviously within a periodized structure that I believe is the best for my guys. Um, and the non-traditional things you're talking about, I don't, I personally don't have anyone back squat. I started training myself um, probably about my sophomore, junior year of college. Um, and then I played 10 years pro and then I'm five years retired now. And in that time, uh, no one has ever back squat with me. Zero. My guys when they now teams are smarter, most teams don't test back squat anymore, mm. but a lot of teams did some college teams teams still do. My guys would back squat zero times all summer. They'd go back to school. They'd demolish their numbers from the years prior. And a lot of them win testing everywhere they go because I'm way more into unilateral training. Back squatting is bilateral, meaning both feet unilateral, like a rear foot elevated split squat, a walking lunge, a reverse lunge, a chop, like all these different things where it's more one leg at a time. The way we walk, the way we run, the way we skate, when you pitch, it's one leg to one leg. It's not both legs. 
other than linemen and even with linemen they're moving their feet as they're pushing guys but they are a lot more bilateral in nature more than probably most other athletes in the major sports um so we focus on a lot of unilateral stuff we focus on a lot of proprioception a lot of balance a lot of mobility a lot of end range loading um cars you know like neck strength like we do Mm. a lot of stuff every day um i pack in as much as i can in that hour and 40 minutes that i have with each group luckily i only work with like elite athletes for their age groups so they're all dialed and they know when they come in the gym like we have a lot of fun don't get me wrong but we also work our asses off I, I can tell that you do have a lot of fun and a lot of f-bombs too which uh go coach, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you go coach i'm with the boys yeah, I, know, I get I it know. i get it i get it so these top performing athletes you say they're dialed in and they're on all right and this is a this is a question do you want to ask this question bun this was your question well yeah sure um i know in terms of training there's a lot of different um like if you're going to go to a, a trainer in a gym they're working with a lot of different body types so in terms of building a workout program for individual people in my mind it seems a little bit simpler because you've got a a lot more to work with. But in someone in your case, when you're working with the top 2% of, you know, elite athletes, how do you find that? What do you look for when you're putting together training programs to specialize it for them when everybody is so close? Yeah. How do you push, how do you push their buttons personally? Because they're all working within the same, does that make sense? Yeah. How do you find their buttons to push? Well, first of all, coaching, any type of coaching, whether it's, coaching actual hockey coaching athletes in the gym like i coach other coaches to work on their online training businesses also like it's learning about that person caring enough to take the time to like actually learn about them listen to them speaking and then learning a little bit of trial and error as well um literally what you just said learning what pushes their their buttons i train anywhere from like you know 10 to 23 guys 24 guys at a time and I have, I was a captain everywhere I went, everywhere I played. So I don't know, leadership has kind of just always been in my blood. Maybe it's because my dad was an entrepreneur and I saw him having to be a leader all the time. Um, And he was like the president of the refs association. So I always saw him leading and how he would treat people and stuff like that. And coaching is a people business. Mm -hmm. And to get the most out of anyone, you have to know what pushes them. And if there's 10 guys next to each other, maybe I can scream at three guys, maybe three guys I got to get in their ear and pump their tires and make them feel good about themselves. Maybe three guys that's somewhere in the middle, you know, and then some days it might change, you know, it's kind of ever flowing. You got to read the room. You've got to read the Mm -hmm. guys, read their energy. It's a lot going on and what to get out of them, but it all comes down to first and foremost, knowing what each guy's why is. Mm -hmm. Um, So before every training session, I have all the guys lay on their back and we do an intention setting. So their eyes are closed. They're not saying it out loud, but I talk to all the guys and you know if i know a guy scored 10 goals last year as sophomore year of college i know that next year his goal is going to be to score 12 15 or 20 and i'll kind of ask him you know what's your goal and then if they're on a day where it's hard for them or it's their last rep and they're struggling like i'm screaming in their ear like you get this rep you get 15 you get this rep you score 15 this year like those are the kind of things that get you over that hump and give that last little bit of effort to get more out of your brain and your body where most people in the world would quit when it gets hard even elite elite athletes you know um but i want to get that extra one percent out of my guys every single situation i can so you have to do that and then other than that like we do testing at the beginning of every summer and i've had almost all my clients i've had for years 
Um, you know, every now and then I'll accept a couple of new clients. Um, and I just watch them move a lot, just watching them move, taking notes. Okay. Like, you know, your right ankle inverts all the time. We got to work on foot strength and big toe and all hmm. this stuff and all oh, your shoulders aren't good. And they'll see my, my, um, sports, do- sports medicine doctor who's a Cairo. He'll give me notes on every guy that goes to see him. Hey, you got to work on this with Joe. Hey, you got to work on this with Travis. And then I just have that in my head. Hey, we're really going to focus on this during your warm up, your prehab kind of things like that. But everyone's playing the same sport that I train in the summer. I only train hockey players in the summer. Um, and then a couple friends on my off day and some veterans on my other off day. Mm. Um, but um, ev- everyone needs very similar, the same things. And then it's like the little tweaks where I make it more personalized to each guy. So you lead by example. I can tell 1000% that you are a coach that doesn't tell other people what to do. You're actually doing it and then they can follow your example. I would like yes, to ma'am. know, Vex, what is your why? Well, now, uh, uh, try not to get emotional here, but uh, I wasn't the best hockey player growing up. I, obviously, I was good. I obviously signed two NHL deals and made it you know, pretty far in hockey. So I was good, but the highest levels, even when I was younger, I was never the best. I didn't have the most innate ability. Um, my seventh grade year, I played like one to two shifts a game, like not a period a game. Like that's like, that's literally, you're sitting on the bench the entire game. Mm. And my parents, I went to them and they're awesome. And luckily they weren't like too many parents today that talked to the coach themselves. You know, they were like, Hey, if you want to play more, one, talk to the coach, ask him what you need to work on. Mm. And whatever he says, work on that. And then that was my mom. And then they would i will not call the coach you will talk to the coach not me so that was one and then two my dad's only advice um hard work patience more hard work so that's what it was so okay i'll learn what they're telling me i need to work on and then i need to work hard i need to be patient i had to keep working on it and immediately the next year i played more and i and i was wow that worked i just worked hard all summer when other guys were at the pool hanging out all day like i'd go be at the rink you know or i'd go do whatever and then i did that the next year and then i did the next year and then i got into lifting weights uh when i was 16 17 and then everything changed like every year i'd pass these guys who were way better than me for years and my career trajectory just kind of went from like eh, to kind of like whoa and i was like wow and then that built confidence in myself and you know i did so well that you know, I was named captain as a sophomore of a D1 school, which that doesn't happen. It's That's usually dope, a senior man. who's the Good captain. For you. And it, it was me trying to help my teammates get on the level where I was at. And then me trying to push myself to the next level, um, always trying to bring those up around me. And uh, so I signed with the Boston Bruins after my junior season. I left school early. You know, all my dreams are coming true. I go finish out in the AHL for a couple games is what they have like new signings do. And then in the summer, I had a freak accident where um, the rink I used to skate at, it's really hot in the summer. It's really hot in St. Louis. Like it's been like a hundred degrees every day in the last like 10 days. And uh, the rink ceiling was, had condensation. And so there's bubbles, these, the, the, the uh, water would drip to the ice and then it formed these bubbles on the ice. And I remember getting out there that morning and being like, man, there's a lot of bubbles out here, boys. We got to be careful. Uh, that's the last thing I remember. Apparently I was skating full speed, which is, I think probably the fastest I could skate was probably around like 24 miles an hour, if I had to guess. Um, and like a couple feet from the boards, I guess I hit one of those things. I went head first in the boards and I'm lucky I didn't break my neck and die. Um, I was unconscious for a while. I lost 12 hours of my memory. I lost what happened the night before. I don't remember. Um, I didn't play my whole first season pro. So that happened in June. I want to say I didn't play again. 
until a full year plus a few months. My first game back was NHL um, rookie tournament. And then I played five games in the NHL in preseason was my first real games back, which was just unbelievable. I came in and I won fitness testing. Uh, We should go back during that year. Um, it was the hardest year of my life. Mm. I had nightmares every single day that my teeth were falling out, like so real. I'd wake up, my bed would be drenched in sweat and wind up trying to sleep on the floor a lot. I saw doctors four to five days a week that I have to drive 45 minutes for driving there made me dizzy. I didn't want to tell anybody because I'm embarrassed. Super, super hard time in my life. You know, you sign your dream ticket that I've worked my whole life for, sacrificed everything for. And then I was like this close and thought I was never going to play hockey again. Some mm-hmm. of the doctors told me I might not. Um, I decided to try it. I turned down the insurance payout, which would have paid me pretty handsomely to never play again. Um, and I said, no, I haven't worked my whole life to not even try. So um, I did. I wound up getting a lot more concussions over the next nine years, but I played nine more years professionally. Um, and during that time, to get to your question, what is my why? At my first year back being healthy, I was doing really well, like tops in the league and in the AHL for rookie scores. And then I take a slap shot to the face. I get knocked out again. Next year, I'm doing really well. I get hit from behind, like just a dirty play by some piece of shit. And wow. I had like six fractured bones in my jaw, blew oh. my sinus out, another concussion. So that after that year, I decided to start trying to train kids in St. Louis to teach them what I had learned, knowing that if I ever get another concussion again, that's bad. I'm probably going to have to retire. I got to think about my brain health. Um, and that first year I only got, t- I was playing in the AHL, the second best league in the world under contract in the NHL. And I only got two kids to come train with me. Um, I made them way better. This one kid, <laughs> he, he, he was my walking billboard for years. Um, he now his whole organization in Seattle trains with me online, kind of full circle, pretty cool. He's retired now. He's like 30 years old. Um, but he was my walking billboard and every year people were like, well, who do you train? I'd say Marty Rubin. And they're like, Oh my God, that animal. Yeah. Okay. I'll train with you. Or they'd ask him and I'd come home from my off seasons. And that's when I started playing in Europe. I, I started playing in Europe. My fourth year pro I played in Italy, Norway, Austria, Norway, Japan, Japan, and Austria. And I'd come home in the summers and I would train myself and some other pros who paid me to just work out next to me. Um, And then I'd go and train my clients. And the first summer it was two players. And then it was, I think like nine and then like 33. I want to say it was like a hundred, a hundred, a hundred, 300. And it kept just going up just in the off season to the point where I was like so tired starting my season every year because I was working with the guys so much, but to circle back long winded to my why, um, you know, I, I won't ever, I never got the chance to play in a preseason or an NHL regular season game. I, I didn't earn it. Like I played seven preseason games, which was amazing. That's further than almost everyone gets. I scored two goals, assist, a fight. I hit a guy through the glass. I was plus one. I did everything I could. Um, fortunately, I kept getting concussions and I just, I wasn't really the same player after mm-hmm. my bad concussion. I kind of had to play a little differently to, protect my brain. I couldn't cut to the middle as much by no means was I a fighter, but like I would have fought a lot more had I not had that bad concussion. Um, so I feel like through circumstances that I couldn't control, I never got to fulfill my dreams. Um, but I had a great career. I'm happy about it. I did everything I could, but so I have like this, like burning desire that whatever somebody else's dreams are, whether that's make it to this level or an, a guy who's better, make it to the next level, make it to the next level. My NHL guys extend their career, make more money, whatever it is, whoever's working with me, my whole goal is to just make them better and 
get further than I did or reach their goal or get further than they thought they could and learn like all of these lessons in life and confidence that I learned from training. And if I can help somebody achieve their goal to where, you know, ultimately I really wasn't able to achieve mine, not really my fault. Like that's what freaking drives me. That's my mm-hmm. purpose. Try to get somebody to achieve their goal. And so I am fulfilled through them kind of living vicariously. Got it. Got it. What I heard you yeah. say is your why is bringing those up around you which is something yeah. you actually kind of dropped, which I want to acknowledge you. That's a badass coach right there is to bring it up around <laughs> you. So thanks for, thanks for doing what you do, man. Um, now, here's, a, here's just a random ass question, right? You've taken a lot of hits. You've taken a lot of falls. You've taken a lot of concussions. Do you teach how to take a fall or a concussion or how to, how to get a tooth knocked out with class? Like, is that something you know how to teach, brother, or what? I don't think there's a classy way to get a tooth knocked out. But, Teeth are uh, overrated, it, says you on yeah, your Instagram. Yeah, well, it's hilarious. My girlfriend's like a big social media influencer, and every time she puts me on her Instagram, every time people are like, what happened to your boyfriend's tooth? And she's like, God, he played hockey. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. But, <laughs> but, but, but anyways, um, we do a lot of neck strengthening, number one. Um, I found out that my big problem with my really bad concussion, part of the reason it took so long to recover was my neck. Um, So neck strengthening is one. Um, Constantly working on scanning while you're moving. Mm. A lot of people, like when you play sports, especially like football, hockey, basketball, spatial awareness is very important. You know, how much space between me and the defender, how much space between me and the hoop to make my move, to get open, to hit the shot in football and hockey, you're getting run over if you don't know where a guy is, you know? So you have to be scanning and be ready and all of these different things. And when I was training, no one ever trained that. No one ever told you to scan the room. No one ever made you run while looking to the left or looking to the right and getting used to what that feels like because it is different from um, from a peripheral vision standpoint, from a proprioception standpoint, from a spatial awareness, body control. So that's something that I do. Um, sports aren't track. In track mm. and field, track, all that matters is being the fastest. When you're an athlete in you know, other than baseball, because you're running to a base to beat a tag, uh, you know, football, basketball, lacrosse, hockey, all these things. Top speed is great, but repetitive top speed and repetitive top speed under control, repetitive top speed while scanning, being able to move and make a play that matters more than just your actual one rep top speed, 40, 40 yard dash. It really doesn't really matter to me like it does but like i'd rather you be able to go a little bit slower and hit a repetitive time 10 times in a row like you're going to have to in a game while moving and looking and controlling your body so all of that helps with preventing concussions as well as we do a lot of eye strengthening balance stuff we, we do a lot of stuff so instead of just one intention for example being the fastest you're doing like the whole gamut Right. Like, how like do you become a better like, athlete? Yeah. Yeah. And there are times, don't get me wrong. There are times where it's just a sprint. That's usually sure. the beginning of the summer. And the way that I like to break it down is I tell all of my athletes and people that I've talked to about this stuff is like, uh, whether you're a new athlete or you're coming back at the end of a season and getting ready for your next season, you still go crawl, walk, jog, run sprint you got to go through those every time you don't finish a season and just go right into sprints the Mm. first week like your body's beat up you probably haven't if you're a hockey player you haven't done a ton of sprinting during the season like you've got to get your body built back up and you know that saying muscle has memory it doesn't have memory but it also does um in in a colloquial sense i guess we'll say um 
um, it's, it's going to come back fast, but you mm-hmm. want to do the simple stuff first. We are focusing on one task and then bring it into two tasks and then three and then four. So you're always adding on layers. And that's where the way that I periodize how I do things is, you know, we start with just basic sprinting. So like my pro group, they just started sprinting this week. My college group, their season starts sooner. They got to be in shape sooner than the pros. So now they're doing sprinting. They're doing agility. They're doing sprinting with moving their head, jumping while looking around. So like they're like uh, uh, progressed, right? So mm. it's always adding a layer to progress. Yeah. And, and I, I really actually enjoy how you talked about layers. Like I was looking at this T-spine mobility thing that you were doing where you're pulling and then you bring it back and then you engage the core and even bring a layer farther, which you said right. was a, a, a move that every freaking athlete should be doing. Um, yep. Your your try at lacrosse was really good, by the way. Go, go check yeah. out his Instagram. It was phenomenal. But I wanted yeah, to bring up you. that, you know, not only are you doing the speed, the agility, the endurance, but you're also doing spatial awareness. You're doing very targeted T-spine mobility, things like that. You're doing vision. You're visualizing with these kids, their mental health, all of these things that a lot of people, a lot of coaches don't think about because they want them to be the fastest, the best, all of that. But these are actually creating better athletes because of the holistic. Yeah, that's and that's what I saw my whole career. Like you'd see guys who go, they'd be told, okay, I need you to get faster. They tell one guy, you're slow. You're great at everything. You're slow. We need to get you faster. They tell another guy, we need you to get strong. So they'd make these individualized programs where they heavily focused on one skill. Well, you just made yourself a faster version of yourself. Like, unless you're like a 10 at every other skill needed in the game and speed is you're at a six. Okay. We can bring you up. All right. But like, I want to bring everything up together because again, every sport you're not other than track you're not just doing one thing you're Mm -hmm. juggling multiple things at once to be able to be effective efficient at your sport so like i look at each exercise how can we make it like as all-encompassing as we can again with layers we start at the bottom then we add layers as the summer goes on to make it more intense and more intentional to make you a better hockey player um but yeah like it's it's and it was, it happened to me too. Like I said, I was the strongest guy. I was the fastest guy. And every year, like I'd be faster, I'd be stronger, but like my balance didn't get better. My mm. vision didn't get better. My hands didn't get better, but I was crushing in the gym, doing everything there more than anybody, longer than anybody, lifting more weight than anybody. And I was just like a faster, meatier version of myself. Whereas if I'd have been doing all this other stuff, I would have been a faster, meatier but then like smarter, smarter, more balanced, had more awareness of what's going on around me. If I'd have been working on all these other things, I think that too many times coaches and people in the gym, they're just like, well, just strength, just speed, just agility. And it's like, wow, like let's bring in some other stuff during your rest time, bring in some juggling, bring in some dribbling, use your feet, like, you know, find ways that, that are going to make them that are probably just, just, they are just as important, if not more important, honestly, than, than the other stuff. It sounds like you're really making conscious athletes. Yeah. Like they are conscious yeah, like, of their like, power, yeah. of their strengths, of their weaknesses as well. That's the goal. That's yeah, yeah. the goal. How every little thing we want to bring up, I, I try, you know, from mindset to body, to mind, to nutrition, to recovery, to just how they think, how they sure. talk to themselves. Like, I don't let anybody say any neg- anything negative in my gym to themselves. My Other drive. guys like chirping when it's fun. Right. But like, if it ever, like nobody really, cause you know, they know I kicked their ass in my gym. Nobody really is like, nobody's in there being mean to each other. The guys chirp to kind of push each other harder. But like I, everybody knows no negative self-talk my gym and no negative self-talk ever like anybody starts talking to me and they're like "Eh, negative and i'm like stop 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 i call that shit self-hating inner talk literally i love that shit Shit. self-hating inner talk so quit the shit 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can use that. I'll let that. you go ahead, bro. I will. I'm going to steal that. I'll, 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 I'll give it to you. I'll, call, I'll call point, me out. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> Some give power you the quote there. Yeah. <laughs> so now we know how you kind of train people. You train them smarter. You train them harder to be better. And you also train them online. And I want to know, how does someone connect with that? How do they get a hold of Jeff? How the hell would I train with you? Because obviously, I want to be a better athlete. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I use Train Heroic. That's the app I use. Um you can Google ripped hockey train heroic. You could Google Jeff Lavecchio train heroic two words. You could go download the train heroic app and search for me there. Usually I just tell people just DM me on Instagram. Um, if you're a hockey player, if you're not a hockey player, you're looking for a customized program during the off season. I work like all day, every day. I have a lot of clients. I work from like six thirty AM until now 7 PM with like a little break in there. And then I come home and I work with all of my online clients. I'm trying to, I'm looking at all of them on my board right here <laughs> in my office. I have, a, I have a board of all my, Dig it. my clients and teams I work with. So I come home and then I'm, I'm, I'm working with them. So in the off season, I work really hard about four to five months a year. And then the other seven, eight months a year, I get to take a breather a bit and, and, you know, work with people I really want to work with online and fly around the country and work with teams and stuff. Um, but yeah, easiest way, probably DM me on Instagram at Jeff Lavecchio and just say, Hey, like, this is what I'm looking for, whatever. I also started something called train with me where it's my own personal workouts. Um, I don't have current athletes do it um, unless they're like lower level athletes and they just want to get in shape and learn how to train and have fun with it. You know, they're more of like a weekend warrior. Or they play sports for fun, which there's nothing wrong with. Um, so I have my own personal workouts that I put out there. And I think I looked last night and I have 145 people currently around the world um, doing that with me every day. And that's been going on for like uh, probably a year and a half now. Um, it's super cheap. My whole goal with that is to teach people to train smarter, harder, more efficiently, not bodybuilding, not powerlifting, you know, trying to always take into account risk versus reward. If you're somebody who likes to train hard or an ex athlete and you miss being challenged with out of the box type of lifting and, you know, some, some months it's like athletic, some months it's more power, some months it's a little meaty, you know, kind of just having fun, always changing it up. So people are excited. We got a message board. People talk every day in there to each other. There's friendships that have sprouted up from around the country. It's a really cool community and a team that I've kind of built and had over a hundred people the last two years doing it with me. And it's always fluctuating. But so if anybody's look, it's only $35 a month. It's like a dollar a day and you're literally getting the best workouts you'll ever have videos of me demonstrating and coaching every single thing I have everyone do. It's not some shitty PDF where you don't know what exercises are. You got to search them on your own. Like I spent thousands of dollars and hours and hours filming these videos so that you could actually be coached by me if I was next to you. Nice. And that's what I think most of our listeners are probably looking for. You know, obviously we want to be elite athletes, but until we get to that upper echelon, we want to train smarter, harder and train with Jeff online. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fun too. Like we have fun and it's a cool atmosphere and the the team is really cool. Everyone's holding each other accountable despite 99% of us not meeting each other. It's, it's pretty cool. That's awesome that you've created a space, a safe space like that for people to really be conscious about what they're doing. So thank you. And they would find you you on Instagram. Do you want to drop your tag one more time? Yeah. Blue check mark guy missing a tooth at Jeff Lavecchio. 
Take it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jeff. Thank you for dropping all this knowledge. We really appreciate your time. Obviously, you Absolutely. are a phenomenal coach and you're great at what you do. And if you're listening and you want to check out Jeff, please feel free to go hit up his Instagram. Now, I also want to throw down that we, while we were watching your Instagram, saw a lot of power blocks. I have eight sets of power eight blocks sets. in my That's gym. That's what I want. How have, many sets do you I have? I have one set in my garage, too. Nice. So, yes. yeah, I absolutely love them. Like literally, so when I when I got into my gym, this will be year three in September. I had one rack of dumbbells from fives to I think just like eighty at the time, and I want to say the rack they were really nice dumbbells. They were like those polyurethane mm-hmm. kind of rubber hex dumbbells. I want to say the and the really nice rack, the rack and all those dumbbells. Just so just two, so two fives, two tens, two twenties, two fifteens, all the way up to seventy five or whatever. I want to say it was around twenty two to twenty five hundred dollars. It took up you know, six feet of space plus like four, three and a half feet out from the wall. Um, well, I train like 20 guys at a time. So I was like, uh, I can't get like that many sets of this. My gym's not, I don't have a huge gym either. So I got to be creative. So I remembered I used power blocks when I played junior hockey in Omaha in 2003. Mm. And I was like, Oh, I remember those things. So I searched them and a local place here had them and they gave me an awesome deal on them. So I bought four. And as my company grew more and more, I bought four more, probably need to get four more again. Um, But yeah, I have eight sets plus the kettlebell handles, the stands. Absolutely love them. Space saving, like, uh, you know, they're tough. They're, they're, they're unbelievable, but absolute lifesaver for me and allow me to train a lot more guys efficiently and effectively with way less square footage of space taken up by traditional dumbbells and racks and all that and way cheaper too, which I love. We didn't pay him to say that, by the way. <laughs> no, they didn't. That Honestly, was a phenomenal no, I, freaking I promo. Thank yeah, you so much I for that, Jeff. I love them. I absolutely love them. We love I you too, man. Bottom for my home gym, either. You know, like they're 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 unbelievable. And congrats and on like the new the home, amount. too. By the way, ah, thank new you. Oh, you really do look at my Instagram. I do. There I do. I do yeah. my I do my digging. Yes, tell Kiki <laughs> yeah. you said hello. Yeah, I will for sure. We'll have to get I'm her really, on. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I'm really excited because she's a train with me too. I helped her start her own Dang train it. with me, and she's got more people than me on mine um, uh, with her general population. Yeah, she's take that, Jeff. Yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I taught her how to do it, set it up for her. She's killing it. I you're, love you're, it. You're making people around you better than you, right? Hey, that's, that's the well, goal. Well, that's why I started training other coaches. I, 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 I've taken probably at least 10 to 20 coaching calls from coaches around the country trying to help them grow their online brand and business as well because like it changed my life being able to make some money online offer a lower price point to be able to work with people who couldn't afford to work with me you know that's my goal is to be able to work with anyone who wants to work with me some kind of option to come up with even if i have to send it for free like i don't care like i just want people to get better um but my new garage gym like really trying to make that thing awesome so i can do filming out there so the power blocks definitely a staple for my home gym let us know how we can hold you down man let us know what you need (laughs) i appreciate it We'll rock and roll with you. Thank you. Thank you. We don't want to take up more of your time because you're obviously a busy guy, but thank you for making this time for us. We appreciate you. We at Power Block uh, want to support you. So thank you for supporting us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you you for awesome products. Absolutely love them. We'll continue to use them with the boys and get them stronger. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. Have a badass day. You guys too. Thank you. Thanks, man. Well, now I want to train harder, smarter, and with Jeff Lavecchio. Yeah, that was motivating, man. But wasn't he? Yeah, the guy sounds like an awesome guy to train with. like, how he do really I get does. you to yell in my ear? Yeah, no kidding. And, and and honestly, like his Instagram, if you do go check out his Instagram, 
I found out so many cool moves that I was not even aware of yeah. with the balance, with the agility, with all of those things that yep. he said were non-traditional movements. Yeah. They were really good ideas. So he has a phenomenal bout of content going on. Yeah, it's a perfect account to follow, especially if you're looking for, if you're just getting into the game yeah. and you're learning and you want to gain some more knowledge about working out. He's a great account to follow. Even if you're not into hockey, if you, if, if that's yeah. not your jam, it doesn't matter. The stuff that he's teaching, the stuff that he's showing is going to work across all channels, and it's a great resource. Well, and, you know, his background is hockey. Obviously, he has yeah. a, a phenomenal track record. But as you mentioned, he's doing things that are good for all athletes. Right. Like I was talking right. about the, the targeted mobility with the T-spine we were talking about. He said basketball, baseball, lacrosse, ev- everything is going to be better or you are going to be a better athlete if you work this. Right. And like you said, with beginners, I think a lot of times when people are really getting into it, they're like, okay, I got a squat, I got a lift, I got a this, I got a that. When in all actuality, if you start with, you know, following this non-traditional style content and this type of training, you're going to just be amazing right off the bat. You're not going to have to go back and rework your form because it's already going to be rad right. and awesome. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed him. Yep. Train the way you play. That's, you know, we've or heard- Or fill the mint, it's empty bucket yeah. kind of a yeah, thing. Exactly. I liked how he said that. Exactly, yeah. And we've had so many different guests on that have talked about that, you know, that really, you know, finding, you know, your niche, you know, what do you need to work on specifically in order to help your, you know, your overall performance. And he really hits the head on those. So he Absolutely. does a really great job on that. Yeah, at Jeff Lavecchio, please feel free to check him out. Is there anything else that you wanted to drop down for our listeners? That pretty much sums it up, other than the fact to stand on my soapbox again, and I love hearing the guests talking about strength training helps you no matter where you are in life. So no matter what your job is, no matter what your goal is, strength training is going to make things easier. Absolutely. Thank you for supporting. Thanks for sharing, subscribing, being a part of our Power Block squad. We appreciate you and all the things that you do. Please feel free to leave us a review. Dig it. We'll see you next week, Bun. Yes, I'll be here. I'll We've see got you another next guest. Week. Yes, we do. Yep, we're doing predominant guests from now on. So yes, I'm really looking forward to answering a question. This answer, this question was, yes. how do I rock on during yep. the off season yep. with non-traditional training? Mm-hmm. We're going to have more questions, more badass interviews. So stick around. We have a lot more things to do for you. Cool stuff coming. Dig it. Toodles. Yes. <laughs>